0: so everyone i'd like to uh welcome you to another episode of the titans podcast and today i have a true titan with me i have luca the founder of trips community and the number one pioneer of cryptocurrency and blockchain in the short-term rentals market. luca welcome it is an honor pleasure to have you with me today (laughs) um Cryptocurrency and um, blockchain. Um, talk to me. Tell me more.
1: Well, um, let's start from from the basic concepts here. So, when people usually hear about cryptocurrencies and short term rentals, they go they immediately think it's about paying with Bitcoin or paying with other cryptocurrencies. And while, yeah, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get to a world where most payments are going to be through cryptocurrencies, maybe even governmental ones. That's that's not the, the, the reason we are also excited about this. Cryptocurrency is basically um, a new layer on top of the internet, which means because of cryptocurrencies and because of the technology which empowers cryptocurrencies, which is the open blockchain in another set of technologies the internet is getting much stronger uh, it can do more things and we're going to get on that a bit later and we, basically we are going from web 2 where we are now to the web 3 where we're going to get to and and just to give you an idea we went through a first phase of the net the internet which was web 1 it was the internet of uh, you know small websites small businesses Uh, Everybody, anybody could build a website and get some traffic and start selling or or renting. And then we went into Web2, which basically belongs to the corporations, big investments, and then you know Booking.com, Airbnb and so on. And and Web3 is the web of communities. It's a web of people who decide to cooperate on a specific um, project. And they can do this in a very efficient manner, just like a corporation. Um, but without having the same structure of a corporation, so and this makes communities as powerful as a corporations, and, and that's the exciting part. We we can again organize around an idea, uh, not in a hierarchical way, but in you know peer to peer, like everybody has the same um, uh, opportunities. So I know this is very theoretical, but that's the idea. Web one was the web of the little guy, web two is the web of the big corporations, and web three is the web of communities. And it's made possible by cryptocurrencies.
0: I mean, that is so interesting. I mean, you're 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 pulling together a few concepts here. You're talking about ideas and the power of ideas and the power of uh ideas backed by communities which is totally amazing um i mean in in terms of a new paradigm shift from the web one to the web two to the web three are we are we in it are we uh is that change happening right now or is that change still yet to come through
1: Uh, Look, Web 1, let's say, started around, let's say, 95. And until the early 2000s, it was like very, very few people actually used it. And by the time it matured, Web 2 had already existed for a long time. So they overlap. So let's say 95 to uh, 2000, we only had Web 1. In 2000, Web 2 started developing, but it exploded in 2005. And it became like the web in about 2010, let's say. Uh, web three started in 2009, so it's more than 11 years ago. Uh, so it's 11 years ago uh, when Bitcoin was invented. And Bitcoin, of course, is is or wants to be a currency. But the technology which makes Bitcoin possible is the technology which started the whole Web three thing, right? So we are already Web three. Um, who uses it? Right now, only, um, well, you know, people like this, uh, mostly on the technical side. And uh, the very, there's two main big applications in the real world, which are happening already. And they are DeFi and NFTs. DeFi is decentralized finance, which basically means I can do things I normally have to do through banks and brokers and stuff directly without anybody else involved. So I'm dealing with protocols. And, and NFTs is artists for now who can sell their their art directly to their fans without going through the big majors, right? Um, so w- when I say that we can do going back to DeFi, we can do things without banks and and and, and brokers. We've been through that when the email was invented, right? So before email, I had to send a letter, and that meant, okay, getting, you know, uh, killing a tree and making paper, first of all. And then it meant to go to the post office, slap another piece of paper, uh, a stamp, uh, give it to someone. And this someone would slowly bring it to to the destination. Uh, The email changed that because we could now, with the email, we could send something at lightning speed without a third party. Who took the place of the third party in the mail to email? Well, that's the thing, a protocol. And that's the the magic word of the internet. The internet itself is an open protocol. And what is a protocol is a recipe. Okay, let me give you this example um, because I I really strive to try to make things as easy as possible for anybody to understand. We got Coca-Cola on one side and tiramisu cake on the other side, right? One is a protocol, one is a proprietary software. Now, Coca-Cola is a proprietary software. I don't know how to do it. I cannot do it because if I do the same, I'm going to be sued. It's, it's a secret, right? So you cannot open a Coca-Cola store just by yourself. You cannot improve a Coca-Cola, right? You have to go to them and, and basically accept their conditions. If you want to do something connected to Coca-Cola, uh, Tiramisu is an open protocol. It's a recipe, somebody invented it. By the way, it was invented like in the 1950s, not, not so long ago, but it's been open from day one. So if you wanna ha- open an, a tiramisu shop in the UK, nobody's gonna come and ask you for money or stop you because of copyright infringements, right? Now, uh, seeing this from the from the view of public goods, right? Is Which one is more a public goods, Coca-Cola or tiramisu? Well, tiramisu tiramisu is never gonna die because the, the recipe is out in the open, right? So that's what protocols are. Protocols are public goods. It's how we learn to do, th- I'm sorry, how do we learn to do things online and, uh, and nobody can stop it. Now the internet itself is an open protocol. Uh, there is no big red button where somebody could turn it off, correct? There's no re- like, okay, turn off the internet. And they turn it off. Uh, even if the internet tomorrow is destroyed, as long as it stays in somebody's mind, how, you know, we know how to do it, somebody will rebuild it, right? Uh, if tomorrow booking.com gets completely obliterated and the code of booking.com gets obliterated, well, that's it. Uh, it's not a protocol. It has to be done from the beginning. and But nobody knows how it's actually done. Nobody can see the code, right? So what I'm trying to say here is that open protocols are public goods and they are good for everyone. while closed protocols are only good for the users and, and, and the corporations we build them. They're not bad. It's just a different level order of magnitude of how good they are, right? So uh, email was a protocol which completely, it made very very cheap and very fast communication. And the blockchain Is an open protocol as a set of open protocols, which makes what we're doing with banks very cheap and very fast. I don't know if you had the experience to go into a bank lately and, you know, like to do whatever just physically in a bank. Uh, It takes time. You have to sign a lot of papers. There's a lot of weird rules and it takes forever to do things, right? So the same things which banks do today, you can do them instantly. On DeFi for like lending and borrowing money, for instance, or exchanging money. Right now, these I know is not exciting. Who cares about finance apart from people from finance? Right, and I'm I'm not a person that's ever done anything with finance. I never bought a stock, etc. But when you see this happening in a certain vertical, right, you see you see what's because I had experiences with bank, right, and now I see that I can do the same things without the bank. I'm the happiest guy in the world. I hate banks, right? So, and then I can see that whatever is happening in the DeFi space, so in the finance space, is going to happen in vacation rentals. So whatever we're doing, we're doing today, through Airbnb or through booking, by paying a lot of money, by giving them all the power they have over our lives, well, in the future, we won't need that anymore. A protocol will open this. A protocol will, make, will basically set us free,
0: do you, do you, I mean clearly that is a massive threat to businesses like Airbnb um booking.com and they're clearly not going to just accept that no. as, as a state of play? What do you think their reaction to that well
1: did the post office have any say about we I mean then accepting that we'd send emails? We didn't care, we did it anyway. Did the magazines or the state channel TVs uh were, ha- were they happy about the internet? uh uh like offering youtube or um blogs wh- where the magazine the, the newspapers happy about blogs no we didn't care we did it anyway right so will airbnb or booking will they be happy about that no but we're gonna do it anyway right their only choice is to adapt or not right so if they don't adapt their lifespan is going to be shorter if they adapt, they could try for many decades. So it's just a question of adapting. Look, Booking.com amazingly adapted from web one to web two, right? They they started what in 94, 95. So they were amazing. And when web two came came to, to the world, like through Airbnb, they adapted. It was a bit slower because you know moving a cruise ship takes time, right? It's not as, as fast as a, as a small sailor boat, sailboat. But um and Airbnb actually was born just at the beginning of Web2. So Airbnb is a Web2 company, Web2 native company. That's why it was so fast and successful, right? Booking needed time, but look at Booking now, right? They are they adapted very, very well. So they can adapt. Uh, will they adapt to Web3? Maybe they can do They could do that. Um, there's one thing which is different from Web1 to Web2, though, because... Web1 to Web2, it was mostly a technological advance. Things got faster and easier. And there was all this social media um, news, right? So Airbnb tapped into social media graphs uh, and it allowed people to connect more easily. Booking hasn't even done that as far as I know. Uh, But it didn't really change the business model. Web3 changes the business model very strongly because in web one and web two, a platform has one job, is to create a marketplace and extract value, extract money out of it, right? Commissions. Yeah. And they do this because they they're um, they have to work for the interest of their shareholders, not of their stakeholders. When you are a guest or a host, you're a stakeholder. You have something at stake. Like, for instance, with Airbnb or Booking, you have all your views at stake with them. They're not a shareholder. You don't share on the earnings. right? Um, So it didn't change much. With Web3, it doesn't work like this. It's not about extracting profit. Uh, The profit is created. So the value is created, but it's not captured through profit. It's captured through tokenization. So... If a project, let's make an example of Airbnb. Suppose that Airbnb adapts to Web three. First thing they're gonna do is to take their code and open it for everybody to copy, right? Which already seems a bit like, well, why would they do that, right? Yeah, why would they do that? It it takes all their code base at risk. Um, And the second thing, they will launch a token. And then this token is gonna have a value which should, at least in theory, follow the value of the company of the of the of the protocol, right? The platform. So, if you get Airbnb tokens and Airbnb does well, your tokens will go up, right? And Airbnb will have a lot of those tokens, and all they're going to try to do is to do a great job for everybody. Don't take any more big commission, but maybe take a one percent commission, and maybe half of this one percent commission. Is, is used to rebuy the tokens to give the value. It gives them value, right? And what I'm describing you right now is not something which is happening in my mind only. It's happening today in DeFi. So Airbnb will be very well off because the tokens they have are going to be very, very, very high price. And uh, their state, the shareholders same because they have expensive tokens, and us too because we have their own tokens. So what's happening in a in a theoretical Web three Airbnb is that not only the shareholders, and the employees, and founders have a have, have a stake. Sorry, our um, sh- shareholders, but everybody's a shareholder, and this is much more powerful because you are aligning interests of everybody today in an OTA my interests as a host or as a guest are not aligned with Airbnb or Booking or Expedia because they're trying to make as much money as they can out of every transaction. They're trying to keep me from having direct contact with the guest, et cetera, et cetera.
0: That's totally fascinating. Totally fascinating. So, so as an Airbnb host, uh, I can expect in the future to be essentially trading in a Airbnb virtual currency,
1: yeah, I, I would bet Airbnb sooner or later will do a token. Yes, it may take a few years, but it's just a more powerful way to to align the interests of everybody. Look, the point is um, the capitalist system, uh, which you know is about profit, works very well when you are, you know, building cars or you are you know, like like Amazon, maybe you're selling goods, whatever. But um, Amazon maybe is not a good example, but any anything which c- creates a product and sells it or a service and sells it, it's great. You know, I'm a customer, I buy your car, cost me such a, a certain amount of money, we're done, right? I'm not going to ask you to share with me your, your earnings, but platforms are a different beast because Airbnb, Booking, Expedia, without us, imagine that we all leave right? They, they have nothing to sell. They're selling our own stuff, right? They're selling our houses. So we should be sitting at the table of the shareholders. And so the model which they adopted, which is the capitalist model, they adopted it because that's the only one they had. I mean, we can't complain about it, right? But it's not the best model we, we, we can use at all, right? It's not. Fascinating. And um, so there's no... like. Web3 is much more adapted to to platforms. Platforms work well, better on uh, on Web3.
0: And this is clearly where Trips comes in.
1: Well, Trips is a is a community of uh, people who want who are experimenting with this new technology. And uh, we are now f- well, about fourteen thousand people in our Discord channel, the server. Sorry. And we are trying stuff. We we got in very early, like four years ago, and we are trying to interpret this this web and see where it is going, right? So like lately, we have tried with NFTs, and this is very interesting. For instance, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you about NFTs. Anyway, yeah, Trips is a, you have to consider first of all, it's not a startup, right? We are not trying to uh, raise a lot of money, grow fast, become a monopoly, and exit, right? Or give people the chance to exit. It's it's a community of people who are trying to do things on Web3 and to understand it first of all, and it's it's a very good place to learn stuff. Right now, it's, it's still too early for marketplaces on um, on Web3. The technology is not there, the adoption is not there. Most hosts and guests do not have a wallet, so they don't they don't use these systems yet so we are there we are learning and we are trying to see what we can bring on the table and you know we're getting closer now as, as the time passes and this thing becomes bigger and the interest is growing uh, we're going to be there and we, we're going to try to build public goods open protocols for everybody to use
0: amazing amazing and right. luca um, i'm really interested in in you as a person as well and please tell me if you don't want to talk about it but you you know there are a lot of um entrepreneurs in the short-term rental sector is one of the reasons the sector is so vibrant and brilliant um you have clearly been through a fascinating journey on the way to to to, to building trips um what what advice advice is would you would you share with people wanting to start their own business within short-term rentals
1: so I, I guess this is a very good moment to start in this business because we have just, um, first of all, we, we fell from a peak of uh, exuberance. No, just before COVID, there was a lot of money coming in uh, in, in in pretty weird ways. It, I, it felt like FOMO, right? Like fear of missing out. A lot of capital trying to get into this market, which, is the, which was the most interesting market in travel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was, uh, but then you could already see money being allocated in uh, maybe not very well told off ways, like maybe in a hurry. And COVID happened. And uh, so it changed everything, right? It, it did, why is it a good moment to get in? Uh, because things have changed and it, the, the, the former companies haven't really adapted that fast. So if you come in right now, you can adapt very fast. You can, you can start from from how things are today not how they used to be there's a lot of people are still trying to go back to normal we're not going to go back to normal in my in my opinion and and the biggest thing in my opinion here is that um remember how before airbnb if you had to go to paris they would ask you in which are your hotel are you going to stay they don't ask this anymore right now, they, 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 everybody assumes you may be going to a hotel or you may be going to an apartment or whatever, bed and breakfast, et cetera. So this was the, the death, death of a, a default. The hotel as a default accommodation died because of Airbnb, right? Uh, now we're seeing a new death of a default. So the default is if I open a, an hospitality, an accommodation, tourists become. come. Tourists, no, that's, that's over. You're going to get tourists, you're going to get people who come for a month because they are working remotely. You're going to have people who come for a week, but they're working remotely. So they have different needs. Um, you're going to have families who are relocating. There's so many use cases now, but a lot of it, a lot of the change comes from the fact that people now don't travel. You know, is 99% of people, okay, let me put it in a better way the majority of people now are not only traveling. Everybody who travels, maybe gonna they're going to work a little bit. Maybe they're going to need uh, a good connection or internet connection. They're going to uh, ask to have a, a little corner where they can work from, maybe a separated room if they have kids. Um, and, and that's going to be a big, big vertical. So there's not going to be anymore the uh, travel, sorry, the tourist uh, default. It's going to be a much more diverse situation. As much as we have diverse accommodations today, right? So
0: do you think we're going to see uh, the vacation rental industry kind of replaced by the short-term rental industry? Do you think the short-term rental industry is going to be the name of this industry? I mean, clearly- uh, No,
1: no, because people who come for a week and three days, so it's not, or a month. So the the length of the stay is not a differentiated, differentiated factor anymore. We don't have a name for that. Uh, probably we're gonna. well we never actually had a good name for for we our industry. We never had beginning.
0: a good name for this industry. And the no, because the short ramps and
1: vacation rentals. Is, we we never had one, right? That's why Airbnb picked up so well, because there was a lack of name. There was a void, right? Uh, now are we gonna get a better name? I don't know. Uh, but uh, what I'm sure is that if you open now, let's say you you, you wanna get apartments in London uh maybe you should have in every single apartment the fastest internet connection the uh, a corner for working so uh, like a office or pseudo office and then market it in the right way showing that you're actually welcome people who come who come with a laptop let's keep it simple or they come for a month or two right so it it does change this and this is psychologically a bit hard to you know or, or even Logistically, it's a bit difficult to adapt to that. So, if you start now and you start from the beginning and you do your homework, you can uh, leapfrog those, those companies because you know, especially in our industry, it's all very fragmented. All the softwares are not compatible, and or, or like the compatibility is low. If you start today, or if I would, if I had to start today, I, I would like know how to do it according to the situation we have today, not not what we had before COVID amazing amazing and, um, and i didn't say anything about web3 because it's a bit early but it's also a very good moment to start looking into these things
0: I, I think everyone listening to this is going to be googling web3 and what do i do in order to get tapped into it because the arguments uh, yeah. you're making are very convincing
1: yeah let, let me tell you one thing because I, I spent the last four years trying to kind of share my intuitions for web3 and it's been pretty frustrating because this is one look let's go back to the internet uh or Facebook. Like the first time somebody explained the internet to me, I didn't get it until I, I used it. right? And the first time I got into Facebook and I tried to explain to my friends, they wouldn't get it. They had to get in and use it. Web three is the same. You can't read about it. Right? You won't understand it. Uh, what you have to do is pretty simple. You have to download a wallet. And let me tell your name, which is Metamask. You have to get a little bit of cryptocurrency, even if it's 10 pounds, it doesn't matter. And you have to start playing, unfortunately, in the DeFi space, which is the decentralized finance. That's where you learn stuff, right? Or you could start work, uh, playing in NFTs, which is m- much more interesting because it's about art. It depends if you are more a, you know, a technical guy or a, not, uh, or a creative guy, right? Uh, and then you start understanding because I have seen you. this cannot be explained so
0: fascinating yeah. so fascinating um that is the most brilliant half an hour luca thank you very much indeed for joining me on our titans podcast i think um, you have given everyone a huge amount to think about and look forward to um and if anyone is in any doubt what they need to have for dinner this evening then it is tiramisu yeah um, <laughs> Luca, thank you very much for joining me. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, If anyone is interested in reaching out, we'll ping around contact details attached to the podcast. So please do reach out to Luca or myself. Luca, thank you again.
1: Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you.
0: Have a great day. Okay, thanks everyone. Goodbye.